Amen. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go on this Rosh Chodesh morning. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
pyramids of Egypt. And Pharaoh's army stood in front of me. But I saw Moses walking through the path in the water. Moses said, son, won't you come along with me? Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? With me, why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem with me. Dedicate that to our Jerusalem listeners. 
That's a, a group of people that continues to grow, I'm proud to say. And listeners around the world are tuned in uh, through their computer, through their app, listening in uh, by whatever method they can uh, to make sure to listen to JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network on a daily basis, and it is much appreciated. Up to Jerusalem in a week where we'll be... Uh, honoring those who have given their lives for the state of Israel and for our safety, peace, and protection worldwide. Israel Memorial Day is Wednesday. And uh, Yom Atzmuta, a week that we'll be celebrating the 68th birthday of the state of Israel. On uh, this coming Thursday, uh, we say good morning here on a Monday at JM in the AM. Gershon Veroba with Up to Jerusalem, an appropriate selection at any point. Uh, but certainly in a week like this. Ohad had Malchuscha. You heard Va'ata done by Simcha Liner. Benny Friedman's Imenanili Mili. Modaani, that's Aryeh Kunzler. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masacha Hashem, on this Rosh Chodesh morning. And Regesh, Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM in the AM on this Monday. It is the 9th of May. It is the uh, first day in the month of ER, the second day of Rosh Chodesh. Uh, the year 5776, Tufshin Ayin Vav. We've got 53 degrees outside with clouds, 51% humidity. Winds are west at 6 miles per hour. Morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a high temperature today reaching 73 degrees. All right, tonight clear skies, a low of 50. Tomorrow partly sunny and a high temperature 65. All right. Right now 74 in Yerushalayim, 53 and cloudy here in Jersey City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Full morning of broadcast and um, wonderful guests coming up between now and 9 o'clock. Mayor Weingarten is preparing an amazing Yom Azikaron Yom Atzmaut preview program uh, that's going to be happening between 9 and 10 on the Israel show right after JM in the AM. We'll give you details on that coming up. And plenty more, of course, happening on this um, Monday morning. Today is day number 16 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 16 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Hope your weekend was fine. Happy Mother's Day, belatedly, to those who are uh, celebrating yesterday. Hope everybody had a great day. Want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Seidemann and Hofstadter families. I was at the Chuppah last evening celebrating with uh, Jane and David and uh, Robbie and the entire family. Everybody was, uh, <laughs> it seemed like everybody was there. That was one large crowd in Brooklyn, New York. We say Mazal Tov to the Seidemann and Hofstadter families from all of us here at JM in the AM. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock on a Monday as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Around the world on the web, org, and of course on the NSN app. Anna Melech, Anna Melech, Anna Melech. 
familia Bild von der Heim. A Bild von Wenn ich weg sitzen bei mein Seiden, sieh dich. Ay, wenn ich vergessen, dies mir ist, bei dem Schale, sieh dich. Wenn mein Seiden weg singen mit sein schöner Stimme. Oh, starke Stimmwörter gehabt. Oh, nicht weg zu helfen ihm. Wenn <laughs> In Badnose, oh mein JM in the AM with Avramel. Avram Fried wishing everybody a good Tavach and a good Nchoydish. Why not? Kanfein Sharam done by Simcha Liner. You heard Shlomo Katz and Yismach Melech. Yomi Lowy was in there with Yigdal. Eitan Freilach brand new with uh, Am Yisrael Chai. Mordechai Shapiro and Kol Haderich. Monday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. Day 16 in the counting of the Omer. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Ashtayim, Kan Shubel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Achshav. Sar Abitachon Moshe Alon, Mazhir at Hamas, Mipnei Haslamat Hamatzav Abitachoni Badarom. צהל וכוחות הביטחון השונים מגיבים בתקיפות לירי מהרצועה. ירי שאם יימשך יוביל אותנו לתגובה קשה אף יותר כלפי חמאס ושאר ארגוני הטרור ברצועה עד אשר יבינו שלא כדאי להדגיר אותנו. צהרת מדליק המסועה, האב גבריאל נדף, לאחר פרסום התחקיר בו נטען שהטריד מינית חיילים, התברר כי האב התלונן במשטרה בגין איומים על חייו לפני כמה ימים. כתבתנו אורנית פורן. האב גבריאל נדף התלונן במשטרה כי בשבוע שעבר קיבל איומים כי אם ידליק את המסועה יפורסם נגדו מידע מכפיש. גורם המקורב לאב מסר, האב נדף ימשיך להתלונן במשטרה נגד כל מי שיאיים או יסחוט אותו, הוא לא חושש והוא גאה להדליק את המשואה. בעקבות התלונה המשטרה עצרה לחקירה חשוד שנחקר ושוחרר והוצא נגדו צו הרחקה. מ. אחד החיילים שטען שהוטרד מינית על ידו סיפר על כך בריאיון לאלדן. ביקש ממני כאילו פעם לצלם לו, לשלוח לו תמונה. אז שלח לו תמונה על מדים. הוא אמר לי לא, אל תשלח לי על מדים, בלי מדים. אז שלח לו תמונה על אזרחי. אז הוא אמר לי, כנראה שאתה עוד לא הבנת אותי, עדיין ילד, ילד צעיר. 
כלומר? שרוצה שאני אשלוח את התמונה שאני ערום. ראש עיריית בת ים לשעבר שלומי לחיאני ישוחרר מהכלא כבר ביום שישי לאחר שוועדת השחרורים החליטה לקצר את עונשו בשליש. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. ביום שישי הקרוב ישוחרר שלמה לחיאני ראש עיריית בת ים לשעבר לחופשי. זאת לאחר שהוחלט הבוקר לקצר את עונשו בשליש. החלטה שהתקבלה בוועדת השחרורים של יד שירות בתי הסוהר. לחיאני שהורשע בעבירות של הפרת אמונים ונדון לשמונה חודשי מאסר בפועל לא יוכל לחזור לשירות הציבורי בשל הקלון שהוטל עליו. חייל צה"ל התמוטט הבוקר במהלך פעילות גופנית באזור תל אביב. החייל טופל על ידי חובש בשטח ופונה במצב קשה לבית החולים. כתבנו יונתן בניה מציין כי הודעה נמסרה למשפחתו ונסיבות האירוע נבחנות. הפרקליטות דורשת מבית המשפט לגזור על הזמר קובי פרץ עונש של עד ארבע שנות מאסר. מבית משפט השלום בתל אביב מדווח כתבנו איתמר קציר. על פי הפרקליטות קובי פרץ תכנן את העלמת המס רחבת ההיקף שלו ויצר מנגנון מתוחכם שנועד להסתיר את הכסף ולכן יש לגזור עליו עונש חמור של שנתיים עד ארבע שנות מאסר בפועל. פרץ שהורשע בהעלמת מס בשווי כמעט שישה מיליון שקל הגיע מגובה בשורה של קרובים וחברים שסיפרו על תרומתו הרבה לילדים חולים ולחיילים. צוות ההגנה שלו טוען כי ניתן להסתפק בעונש שלא כולל מאסר. זעם בעקבות הצעת החוק שיוזמת שרת התרבות מירי רגב, לפי הכל מוסד תרבות וספורט במדינה יחויב להניף את דגל ישראל. ראש עיריית סכנין, מאזן גנאים, תקף בגל"צ את רגב. וחבל על כבוד השרה במקום להתעסק בדברים יותר גדולים לטובת האזרחים. תמיד רוצה את הכותרת הזאת על חשבון דוח ובני סכנין. אני לא ראיתי שדגל ישראל בונה במגרשה של נתניה או פתח תקווה או תל אביב, אבל אם זה יהיה חוק, אנחנו לעולם לא נהיה מעל החוק. מזג האוויר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת תמר פלד. Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Lamplighter is done by Moshe Hecht. Nice tune. Uh, before that, Leif Tahar with Nicole Zman. We'll get into our uh, slowed down Sphere format slash acapella format uh, starting tomorrow here at J.M. in the A.M. Once we're past Rosh Chodesh. Uh, Leif Tahar with a sample of that with Nicole Zman. You heard your Achmiel Begun Miami Boys Choir with Yale. And... Um, that's in honor of the fact that we're saying Yalaviavo today for this Rosh Chodesh ER. And Sholi opened up the um, 7 o'clock hour, Su'ushiarim, here at JM in the AM. 53 degrees, partly sunny, a high of 73. Clouds tonight, a low 50. And tomorrow, partly sunny, a high temperature, 65 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 74. We're at 53 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Today is day 16 in the counting of the Omer. Two weeks and two days. Today is day number 16. You forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work. Tomorrow, our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg will have that for us here at JM in the AM. Uh, Mayor Weingarten has a uh, wonderful edition. He always has a wonderful edition of the Israel Show. But there is um, something extra special with Yom HaZikaron and uh, Yom HaTzmaut coming up. Israel Memorial Day and Israel Independence Day coming up. Seems like uh, something extra special in uh, today's edition of uh, The Israel Show. And uh, sure enough, with an eye toward Memorial Day, when Israel remembers its fall, and Mayor will look at the history of Yom Zikaron and Yom Atzmaud, when and how did they begin to take the form that we're now familiar with, and how did Israel mourn and celebrate before that during the first few years of independence? What is the origin of the chilling moment of silence siren that will be heard on Wednesday in Israel. Tune in for all these surprising answers, plus the weekly Israeli music mix and moving songs of remembrance. It's all happening starting at 9 o'clock right after JM in the AM. 
You could listen on the NSN app. You could listen on the stream at NahumSiegel.com, jmnam.org, and you could participate by uh, commenting on the app uh, with uh, whatever comments you have as Mayor is doing the show. Monday morning, JM in the AM. This comes from Shalshelis. Shut up. 
JM in the AM with Shalshelis from the Connection CD, Yalav on this Rosh Chodesh morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zeb and and Esther Basar of plus today's my grandfather's yard site, Rabbi Yosef ben Chaim Nassan Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We have to bear in mind the Sahara, the evil inclination, tries to impede our Torah learning. We know that Barasi Sahara. Barasi Torah Tavlin, that Hashem created the evil inclination. However, the Torah was created as an antidote. Part of our avoda during the days of Sphira is to overcome the challenges that may interfere with our efforts to learn Torah. Our sages tell us that on the night before Kabbalah Satorah, receiving the Torah, Klal Yisrael was sleeping. Since the Yetzirah realized the importance of this momentous occasion, he made one last-ditch effort to try and catch the Jewish nation off guard. This is incidentally one of the primary reasons for the custom to stay up and learn the entire night of Shavuos. We demonstrate our readiness and willingness to fight for Torah. Hagoyen Rav Achoran Wasserman explains the incident of the angel's encounter with Yaakov Avinu in a similar way. He asks why the angel sought specifically to wrestle with Yaakov instead of Avraham and Yitzchak. He explains that Avraham represents the pillar of Chesed. Yitzchak was the pillar of Avodah. However, Yaakov Avinu, he was the pillar of Torah. The Yitzhahara knew that its ultimate downfall would not be determined by Chesed or Avodah. Only Torah threatens the Sahara's very existence. Rabbeinu Yitzchak of Pazno was also known as Rav Yitzchak HaGadol because he was the greatest in his generation. The Chaz of Lublin was one of his grandchildren. He related the following. Rabbi Avram was the father of Rav Yitzchak. He had been Rav of the Kila of Pazno. Now, before his passing, Rav Yitzchak was still very young. He transferred the rabbinate to his older son, Rabbi Yosef. He instructed him to supervise the young Yitzchak and to learn with him well. Yitzchak, however, was not ready to learn Gemara. His older brother would reproach him strongly and from time to time would even give him a punishment. On the night of his bar mitzvah, Rabbi Yitzchak remained in Shul alone. It was after Marev and he hid underneath one of the benches. After everyone had left, Rabbi Yitzchak approached the Aaron Kodesh. He opened its doors and he began to pray. He cried that Hashem should bequeath him with the brain and heart to understand the depths of Torah. He cried bitterly until he fell to the floor into a deep sleep. As he slept, his father appeared to him and promised to teach him Torah every night. One night, his father didn't come. Yitzchak was frightened. The next night, he hid in the shul again. He opened the Aron Kodesh. He cried out, Father, what was my transgression? Why didn't you come to learn with me? He was wailing and sobbing. Yitzchak once again fell into a deep sleep. His father reappeared and assured him that he had not, God forbid, sinned in any way. He said, From now on, I will continue to learn with you. I promise from time to time. However, you now know the entire Torah, and I no longer have to come every evening. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Cutting, chopping all day long, but he was turning forty. He couldn't read. He trimmed your tree, make a dime, married a woman so divine, and she'd be the one change history. Chase your dreams, don't wait for me. A man must face his destiny. 
can't wait to see. Grab each letter as it comes, word by word is how it's done, line by line, it'll work out fine. Greatest sage that ever lived, had a tough time as a kid, you see, he was turning 40, he couldn't read. They stood together like a poem by the river near the home, cause what you see is meant to be. Summer's night, Rachel sat by candlelight. She could wait forever graciously. Came back to town a little gray, a thousand students in his way. She was in the back so patiently. He held a crown for all to see. I could never teach what she taught me, and I learned bravery. J.M. and the A.M. Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, done by uh, Eighth Day on the CD entitled Inner Flame here at J.M. and the A.M. Day 16, the counting of the Omer. Day, uh, yeah, two weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. The Maccabees before that with Home. In a, a week that we're going to be speaking a lot about Home. Home being, of course, the land of Israel, the state of Israel. Yom Azikaron, Israel. Memorial Day is Wednesday. Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day, is coming up on uh, Thursday. Anxious to get to that big celebration with Mayor Weingarten in our studio. Speaking of Mayor, uh, he'll look at the history of Yom HaZikaron and Yom Ha'atzma'ut today, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. When and how did Yom HaZikaron and Yom Ha'atzma'ut begin to take the form that we're now familiar with? And how did Israel mourn? and celebrate before that during the first few years of independence. What's the origin of the chilling moment of silence siren that will be heard Wednesday in Israel? 
Tune in for all these surprising answers, plus the weekly Israeli music mix and moving songs of remembrance. Tune in right after JM in the AM uh, to uh, our stream at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app, or you can uh, and make sure to like the uh, Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, so you're up to date on everything that Mayer is presenting. <clears throat> Rachel Friedman is with us live via telephone. Lamdenu is a center for high-level, accessible, and inspiring Torah learning in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's in the beautiful Beit Midrash of Congregation Beth Aaron. Classes are given weekday mornings, Monday through Thursday and Tuesday evening. Special lectures and experiential events such as the Rosh Chodesh program and the upcoming Yom Atzmut program and community celebration for women are described on the website at lamdenu.org. Rachel Friedman has founded Lamdenu and serves as its dean. She's a noted author and lecturer in Tanakh, Prayer, and Parsha Nut, has served as scholar in residence at synagogue schools and other venues throughout North America and beyond. Rachel Friedman, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's so wonderful to be here, Nachum, and happy Rosh Chodesh to you. Thank you very much. Happy Rosh Chodesh to you. After all, Rosh Chodesh is a ladies' holiday, isn't it? There you go. There you go. It's a holiday for everyone, but yes, historically, it is very, very special for women, and it's special that I'm getting to talk to you today. Well, I appreci- Thank you again. I appreciate that. I know that there's uh, always wonderful things going on at Lamdenu with special lectures and great events, and this coming Thursday morning yes. is, is one of those. You can experience Yom Ha'atzma with Lamdenu in a community celebration for women that begins this coming Thursday morning at 9 a.m. with Tzvilach HaGigit, continues at 10.30 with a brunch, shira, and live with live music and divrei Torah, at 12.45 with a male short films and collation, and at 2 p.m. with the closing Tehillim and Hatikva. It's all happening this coming Thursday. You can go to lamdenu.org for information. It'll take place at Congregation Beth Aaron, 950 Queen Anne Road, in Teaneck, New Jersey. How are your Yom Hatzma'ut celebrations received, uh, Rachel? Oh, last year was our very first one, Nachum. It was an incredible, incredible success. Sometimes you have to think there are certain feelings um, about achdut and unity and Eretz Yisrael that you can capture by learning, but you can capture even more by davening and singing and feeling. It was the most amazing event. Um, there was live music, and we sang songs from the beginning of the Medina, from the Six-Day War. We went through Jewish history with songs of the State of Israel, and people just broke out spontaneously, dancing, singing, feeling. A number of people who were alive at the time of the establishment of the state told us their stories, and there was so much emotion in the room. It was the next best thing to being in Eretz Yisrael for Yom Ha'atzma'ut. And I can't wait for this Thursday. It will be so special. We'll have a slice of life in Eretz Yisrael in every way with the davening, which will be led, by the way, by Rabbi Tal Kranzler Korn, who is absolutely fabulous, and our music by Ilana Greenspan, and the Maleh films give you a slice of life in Israel. Sometimes they're touching, sometimes they're serious, sometimes they're funny, but they're always very real, and they take you there. And we just can't wait for the, the feeling and the chavaya, this very special event. So I, I encourage everyone to register right now at lamdenu.org and to get on our email list at lamdenu at aol.com. Well, this could not have worked that better timing-wise because uh, everyone can participate an hour 
three-hour on-air Yom Ha'atzmut celebration until 9 a.m. And then at 9 o'clock, your Tzvilach HaGigit and the big community celebration for women begins in Teaneck, New Jersey. So that, that is absolutely perfect. Look at that. It's, we worked it out right now. <laughs> the timing could not, have, could not have been better. Uh, tell, yes. tell us about, can I also talk about our coming classes? Yes, yeah, certainly. Tell us about Lamdenu in general and what people can expect in the upcoming weeks and months. Okay, terrific, terrific, terrific. So, of course, we're growing by leaps and browns, and people really missed us over Pesach. Um, we have a lot of new stuff coming up. For example, this week, um, I'm starting to teach a new class on Wednesday at 10.15 called Shimshon, a story of four women. So it would be lovely for people to come to that. And in the summer, in addition to all our teachers uh, in Chumash, Navi, philosophy, history, we had special classes uh, taught by teachers who aren't necessarily available all year, like Rabbi Chaim Angel and Professor Nechama Price and Dr. Tammy Jacobowitz and many others. Um, we're introducing some new classes in Midrash, Agadita, Talmud, uh, and many others. And it's just an exciting place to be to engage with passionate learning and to really get to know each other with your learning. If you're, you're making your friends and your community around your study of Torah. So it's just absolutely wonderful. Um, and it happens today. This week, we're not having our Rosh Chodesh women's event because we're having such a big event on Thursday. But every Rosh Chodesh, we look forward to a community celebration for women. So we have lots of fabulous things coming up in the next few months. And we'll plan it not to interfere with each other, right, Nachum? No, that's for sure. If anything, everything, yeah. everything should be back-to-back so everybody can enjoy all the great programming. Um, all this information, I assume, is on the website. People could check out who's going to be teaching and what courses are going to be given. Yes. Absolutely, all on the website, and we'll do additional publicity through flyers, and word of mouth is always the best. Yeah. But yes, it's all available at lamdenu.org. Lamdenu uh, uh, invites everyone to be sponsors of this coming Thursday's event. There are different sponsorship levels. You will see that when you check out the flyer and go online to lamdenu.org. But experience Yom Ha'atzmaud, we have been, for many, many decades of this radio program, trying to encourage as many people as possible to recognize the day and its in- in- incredible miracle and the history. And Israel celebrates its 68th birthday this coming Thursday. And you can experience all of it in the community celebration for women this coming Thursday morning, starting with Tzvilah HaGigit at 9 o'clock and going through a wonderful program that Lamdenu has scheduled for the um, uh, for this coming Thursday. It's all happening in Congregation Beth Aaron, 950 Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. Rachel Friedman is the dean. She invites everyone to the website at lamdenu.org. L-A-M-D-E-I-N-U dot org. And you could check out uh, everything having to do with Thursday and everything having to do with the upcoming weeks and months at Lamdenu. So this has, this entire project has exceeded your expectations at this point? Um, it is more than my dream come true. Wow. It is just a, a, a fabulous thing to watch how giving and interested and thoughtful, how people really love to get together as a learning community, how people come from all over the tri-state area, people traveling through it. Everyone is excited to bond over learning and thinking and engaging with the Torah and our classical texts over the millennia. It's a fabulous thing. And adding this experiential element of not of the Torah, but also the singing and the Eretz Yisrael and, and connecting with Jewish history as it's happening has made it even all the more meaningful. So it really it enriches my days, and I am so grateful to the community for giving me my dream. 
Unbelievable. And in this era when uh, academic communication takes place more and more virtually, it's incredible that people do come from far and wide to participate and be with each other during these presentations. Yes, I think it says, it says something very special about traditional learning and being yeah. together in a Beit Midrash and actually feeling the interactions in a way that you only can if you're sitting there learning and engaging and taking apart the text together. It's mm. a very, very special thing. No question about it. All right, enjoy this coming Thursday. We are looking forward to uh, everybody in the community coming out and having a wonderful time uh, there at um, Congregation Beth Aaron. Uh, all the ladies uh, take advantage of the big community celebration. It begins at 9 a.m. with Tvilach Hagigit, right after the JM and the AM Yom Hatzmut celebration. Information, lamdenu.org, lamdenu.org. Uh, Rachel Friedman, I thank you. Continued success with this incredible program. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's a real pleasure, and I'll make sure to tune in Thursday morning before our program starts. I greatly appreciate that. More coming up. It's a Monday on a Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. More happening at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. It's jmintheam.org.
coming up the hour. Before that, you heard the uh, music of Yitzi Spinner with that Modani. Second day of Rosh Chodesh ER on day 16 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course, on the NSN app. Plenty more coming up between now and 9 a.m., final hour of JM and the AM for this Monday. Keep it right here. Oh, oh, oh. 
Mordechai Shapiro, brand new, off of the CD entitled Kola Derech here at JMAM. Day 16, the counting of the Omer, two weeks and two days. We got to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JMAM. Tomorrow into our full-fledged slowdown Sphira format. 53 degrees, partly sunny, a high temperature of 73. Sharsheret has their big event coming up on Sunday, and we get an opportunity to speak with Ilana Silber. Ilana Silber is executive director of Sharsheret. Uh, Sharsheret was founded, of course, by the late Rochi Shoritz, who introduced the uh, the concept of a national not-for-profit organization supporting young women and their families of old Jewish backgrounds facing breast cancer. Their mission has continued to grow. Their uh, scope and their reach has been incredible, really internationally, to say the least. And everyone has an opportunity to come out and support them this coming weekend. We'll give you details here at JM in the AM. Ilana Silber, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, thank you so much for having us on this morning. You do this every year, and I always have to start with a thank you that after we get off the phone or off the show, we inevitably get a call from a woman or a family who hadn't heard of Sharshara before calling for support. So I appreciate the opportunity to share information about Sharshara with you and your listeners. Well, I appreciate that very much. From the beginning, we've tried to be as supportive as possible. It's incredible how you've grown. It's incredible the legacy that Rocky left. And uh, I, I would guess that this is going to be, one would have to assume, uh, your biggest event ever. Am I right? Yeah, we're looking towards uh, greeting 600, 650 men and women, families touched by breast cancer and ovarian cancer, healthcare professionals um, and supporters from the tri-state area and beyond. The Sharsheret benefit happens this coming Sunday morning at 1030 at the Teaneck Marriott at Glen Point. In Teaneck, New Jersey, uh, Dana Adler is guest of honor, a volunteer award to Deborah Leipzig, and young leadership to Ilana Rossman. They'll also commemorate the first yard site of, uh, of Rochelle Ruchi Shorts' passing, and that's all happening this coming Sunday. How about a word, Ilana, about the honorees and how dedicated these people have been to the organization? 
You know what, these three honorees really exemplify what it's like to be a young Jewish woman in today's world and supporting breast cancer and ovarian cancer, which are community-wide issues. Uh, Dana Post-Adler is from the New Jersey area. Uh, she actually got involved by meeting Ruchi years ago um, as part of a Berry Fellowship and was inspired by the mission, has been involved ever since, running for Team Sharsharet um, and coordinating uh, events together between Sharsharet and Federation. Deb Leipzig, also a good friend of Rochelle, um, has been involved with the organization for years, a tremendous volunteer, helped us develop our regional structure uh, for uh, offices across the country. We have an office in South Florida that Deb helped us design, and now we'll be copying that model and opening a similar regional structure in Los Angeles this summer. And Alana Rossman is um, also a young leader, 32 years old, and has really shown us what it's like to uh, face adversity and turn it into opportunity. She's part of Sharsharet's evaluation board and helping us develop um, and enhance our programs for young women facing breast cancer. So these three women are incredibly strong, incredibly inspiring, all very different. Um, and all role models for each of us in the community. Ilana Silber is with us. Shar Sherrod has their uh, major event, their big benefit, this coming Sunday starting at 10.30 a.m. at the Teaneck Marriott at Glen Point in New Jersey. Everyone out there, of course, is invited. You're encouraged to go to the website, sharsherrod.org, place your reservation, contribute to the cause, and become part of the team. You mentioned in passing about the regional office in Los Angeles. That begins this summer. Tell me about that process in terms of deciding that a, an office out there is needed, something on the ground in L.A., and how progress is setting up that office? So we had uh, experimented with this model in Florida about three years ago. And although Sharsharet's always been national, well, based in New Jersey, purely because we live here, but our programs and services are benefiting women and families all across the country. Uh, but about three years ago, we put together a team of stakeholders, board members, staff, and others who've had experience developing uh, regional offices for national organizations. And we identified areas that have large Jewish populations, have been hard hit by breast cancer and ovarian cancer. And the numbers of women calling Sharsharid don't reflect the number of women who are probably affected by cancer in those areas. So we uh, did a pilot of having a small office, our major office is still the headquarters there in New Jersey, but to have one or two people on the ground who can be the eyes and the ear and the boots on the ground. Um, and we've noticed that more women and more families are hearing about Sharsharet and calling Sharsharet and benefiting from our programs. So we started it in Florida, and this same, same committee came together and determined that Los Angeles would be the next area. We've been going out there the last six months uh, speaking to partners in the area, Jewish Family Services, um, and Federation and other Jewish organizations, healthcare professionals, and they're all eager to bring Sharsharet to Los Angeles, a small physical presence only to increase the number of women and families benefiting from our programs and to broaden our education efforts. One in 40 Jews of Ashkenazi descent carries a BRCA gene mutation, significantly increasing the risk for hereditary breast, ovarian, and related cancers. It's critical that we educate the communities that we live in about this increased risk because there are things that women and men can do to protect their health. So 
So by having these regional offices, not only are we increasing the number of women and families who can be supported by Sharsharik, but also broadening our education efforts. Ilana Solt, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, this... Not only will we be improving lives, but ultimately we will save lives. No, no question about that. You've proven that. Ilana Silber is with us live via telephone. The benefit this Sunday will also feature a silent auction showcasing valuable gift packages, electronics, jewelry, Judaica, sports memorabilia, and much more. If you go to the website, uh, search under events, you'll find Sunday, May the 15th. You can click right there to make your reservation. You can also click and donate an item for the auction this coming Sunday. Come and pay tribute to all the honorees and join over 600 people who will be there in Teaneck, New Jersey, this coming Sunday for an organization that has proven just how effective it can be and how many people it can help. Sharsheret was selected, Ilana, to participate in Project Accelerate, a capacity-building matching challenge grant program. Explain that to our audience. So this is an incredible opportunity. There is a foundation in the Jewish community that chooses to remain private, but they felt that organizations like Sharsheret that are second stage really could benefit from capacity building. While we have great programs, the Jewish community has not put enough emphasis on capacity building. So they set forth a program that includes leadership training, um, consulting, free consulting hours to help Sharshara grow, um, and a matching grant. Any donations that are given to Sharsharet for general operating and capacity building, they will match one to two, up to $500,000. So this is an incredible opportunity on so many different levels um, that Sharsharit is benefiting from. It was a very competitive process to be part of Project Accelerate. More than 70 organizations applied for this uh, exceptional opportunity, and Sharsharit was one among 15 that's been chosen for this two-year project. Wow. Um, so much of the money that we've been raising over the last few months has been matched by Project Accelerate. Uh, it's no secret that some people in this audience uh, may not be very computer savvy. In fact, we've, uh, I remember <laughs> Rocky mentioning this to me uh, many, many times, how people who are not, um, who may not even have computers in their home, and believe it or not, in our community that still exists, uh, would not be able to log on and get information. What is the best way for someone to be in touch by telephone, uh, not only to uh, be there for Sunday and to support you and Sharsheret, uh, with the event, but uh, to speak with someone confidentially and just be in touch with somebody, um, uh, you know, by telephone if they need their assistance. Uh, so I want to put it out there that we have trained, skilled professionals answering the phones. Our toll-free number is eight six six four seven four two seven seven four, and we have three social workers, a genetic counselor, and a psychotherapist who are trained on the issues of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Speak to hundreds of women and families every day and can help you navigate the journey. It's not that there isn't enough information out there. There's almost too much information out there for those who are computer savvy, for those who are reading um, the inter- uh, newspapers and going online. There's so much information. Sharsharet and our clinical team can help you navigate this often crowded and noisy area and help you take control, make informed decisions about your treatment, and address the psychosocial issues that you're facing. And the uh, phone number again, 866-474-2774, 866-474-2774. You can log on to sharsheret.org. The event is Sunday, Mazal Tov, Dana Post-Adler, to Lisa, uh, the, to Lisa Altman, uh, Deborah Leipzig, excuse me, Lisa Altman Volunteer Tribute Award recipient, Deborah Leipzig, and Ilana Rossman of West Hempstead, all will be recognized 
this coming Sunday in this year's benefit, which of course will commemorate the first yard site of Rochelle Shoritz as well. Benefit happens on Sunday. You can go online and place your reservation uh, immediately. Ilana Silbers, Executive Director of Shar Sheret. Ilana, continue your amazing work and best regards to everybody who does so much over there at Shar Sheret. I will, and I really encourage everybody to come out. We are commemorating Rookie's first yard site, um, and the theme of the day is to strengthen her dream. Rookie's dream was to make sure that every Jewish woman knew about Shar Sheret so that they wouldn't have to face breast cancer or ovarian cancer alone. We are going to make that happen. We're going to honor her legacy and commemorate her vision. Um, and the community is going to come out to celebrate her life and her vision. Kalakavod, good luck on Sunday. Thank you so much. Ilana Silber, Sharsheret, this is JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning on a Rosh Chodesh morning at 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. And I have an opportunity to welcome some of our friends from Teaneck, New Jersey into our studio. Apparently, Teaneck, New Jersey has a an election tomorrow. And uh, some people who are uh, familiar with government and leadership in Teaneck, New Jersey, uh, you will recognize these names. Uh, Councilman Mark Schwartz is here. Uh, some of you know him as Mendy Schwartz, Councilman. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you, Nachum. First time you're here. You've been here before. First time here. First time you're here. And uh, Councilman, would that yes. be Councilman Mohammed Hamadudin is here, who has been an amazing friend that has been on this show before, and he is here as well this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem, doing well. Thank God. You guys had, and I by you guys I mean really the uh, the city of Teaneck. What do we call it? A city, a town, a township, township, township of Teaneck really had a what I believe, if I have the story accurately, a uh, com- you were completely thrown for a loop over the Pesach holiday. Mm-hmm. Am I right that the passing of the mayor was sudden to everybody? Yes, it was a uh, very uh, sudden. We knew she was sick, meaning she was just um, you know getting over uh, the flu, uh, but. Whatever happened, we didn't know. Uh, it was very sudden, and the family has kept it private, so we want to respect her, their privacy. Right. But uh, We could we say were, her name, though, right? Yeah, Lizette, Lizette Parker. Yeah. Lizette yeah. Parker. And, Lizette and Parker. she served in government for a long time? Yes, uh, since t- for 10 years, 2006, she, w- she was elected. Uh, Somebody um, you were friendly with, close yeah, with? Yeah, I mean, we had a, even when we disagreed, we were always friends. We went to high school together. Um, and, you know, as, after she became mayor, she really brought us together in ways in the last eight years we couldn't we we didn't have the opportunity to bring uh, to come together or things that I couldn't even do right. uh, because of that because she was such a trusted figure you know we we got to bring in you know she actually got us to work together her first you know people ask this all the time when somebody passes away was that person really a nice person or right. was, uh, or or was she, she what everybody says she was and I say to everybody her first act as as mayor was bringing Dep- uh, Ellie Katz in as deputy mayor mm. and. That brought us together in a way that allowed us to bring in zero percent budgets. That allowed us to get development done. We brought in a hotel, uh, two new developments, things that we've been working on for ten years. She got us to the finish line. Unbelievable. Well, mm. uh, so that was sudden. That was uh, as you described it. And uh, now, what does that do in terms of the leadership in Teaneck, New Jersey? When does the mayor's seat? become filled at this point. Uh, July 1st, we'll have the council elections tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. Three new seats will be chosen. On July 1st, we'll reorganize. So Ellie will remain the mayor until July 1st. July 1st, we'll reorganize, pick a new mayor, pick a new deputy mayor. Uh, so um, he's mayor now because of his uh, role as deputy mayor. As acting oh. deputy, as act- right. deputy mayor, he becomes the acting mayor. And we have until Shloshim, ironically, to pick a, uh, a person for her seat. Right. And, and that's an, a, a council choice? It's a council choice as long as it's within the first 30 days. Right. And that'll be held 
that seat will be held by that position, that person, until November 8th, when there will be a special election during the general elections to fill her seat. All right, so, and that's up to the people, of course. That's a, yeah. All right, so uh, assuming everything goes smoothly, mm-hmm. so to speak, all this should be hammered out in the next few weeks. Absolutely. And in addition to that, what's happening tomorrow essentially has very little to do with what's going to happen a month from now, right? Basically. Yes. I mean, people, people are choosing yeah. a council tomorrow or yes. members of the yes. council Correct. tomorrow. Let me ask you a question, Mendy Schwartz. We have listeners all around the world. How would you describe the Jewish community of Teaneck, New Jersey, to people who are not familiar with it? I could, I could attest to how vast it is, how influential it is, how it's really the hub of so many different types of, uh, you know, uh, uh, categories of the Jewish community. How would you describe it to people who have never been there? Well, as much as it's a serious question, many people answer that question with telling you how many restaurants right. there are. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, the one thing on, that's the one thing on their mind, how many great <laughs> restaurants there are. It's, it's really one of the, one, of the, one of the top Jewish communities in the world, in my opinion, and it, I think by far, is the leading modern Orthodox community in the world. And it's, it's a community that is so, while yet so diverse, the, the philosophy is, very, is, is so the same. We have approximately, Muhammad, how many shuls do we have? It's 17. 17 shuls. Are All right, that's Muhammad. It's about 17 shuls. And the differences amongst those 17 are, are so, so small that it's just more geographical and not hashkafic based, not, not right. philosophical based. So it's, it's, it's really a great place to live. You know, having grown up in, in Muncie, uh, I went to Torah Academy. That was, that was my con- connection to Teaneck. I moved to, went to Torah Academy High School, TABC, and I never wanted to leave. You know, I was, this was where I wanted to go. And, a nice uh, hub. And that's where I stayed. Are you surprised that you've been so well received by so many different communities, including ours? Not really. I mean, I think in, in Teaneck especially, I think that uh, there's something in the water <laughs> where everybody's like an incubating of, uh, incubator of understanding. I think that people are different, and they're good people and bad people in all communities. And um, the Jewish community of Teaneck is no different. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, like I, I, I had, um, I had um, lunch with Rabbi Feldman uh, on Saturday, and the things that we were talking about were just mirror images of the Muslim community because I think the Muslim community is about maybe 30, 40 years behind where the modern uh, Orthodox community is right now. And a lot of the things that the modern Orthodox community has achieved, the Muslim community is aspiring to achieve those things. So, you know, as you know, I, you know, I went to Israel. I'm a Shalom Hartman fellow. Right. Uh, and a lot of the things, like people think that we're talking about Israel-Palestine, but we're really talking about intermarriage, good thing, bad thing. You know, how do you deal with X, Y, and Z? How do you deal with this? You know, how do you deal with women working in the workplace? Is it a good thing or do, should they be home? How do you balance the two? How do you balance women's rights in, in, in the modern world? A lot of these different things that, the, you know, we see ourselves as a mirror image of the Jewish community. Interesting. Do you think we're crazy? That's an unfair question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's, 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 I, I think that it's this. It's when you're from, you're, it, the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. So when you're part of it, you may look like, uh, oh, you know, we have only if there was Jewish unity or only if we right. could get along or only if we could. And we say the same things in our community. Right. And, and it's, it's like anything else. Once you get inside somebody's house, you see that there's the same problems everywhere. Right. Understood. Uh, Councilman uh, Mendy Schwartz and Councilman Mohammed Hamadudin are both in our studio here at JM in the AM. Uh, tomorrow there is an election for um, uh, the council in Teaneck, New Jersey. Tonight at 8 o'clock at the Doghouse in Teaneck. Uh, there'll be a get-out-the-vote rally. You're anticipating, you told me off the air, a diverse crowd at that celebration. Yeah, I mean, we're very excited about the people who are hosting it. Uh, historically, you know, there, there weren't uh, 
this kind of camaraderie during an election where you have this kind of leadership all together uh, supporting Mendy, myself. Uh, there's another gentleman named Dr. Pruitt who's on, on, on the invitation. And it's it's been a tremendous way of us all coming together. Uh, and when that happens, there's nothing we can't accomplish, I think. How do people vote tomorrow? Uh, so how do they vote? 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. the polls are open. Oh, it's a real full-length it's, day. It's a, fu- oh. it's a full-on day. It's New Jersey. Vote yeah. early, vote often. I assume it's <laughs> the only elections on the ballot, as council? It, the only elections on yeah. the ballot, yes. Does and this tend to get a big turnout or not, relatively speaking? The... The opportunity for turnout is huge because it's the only item on the on the ballot. Um, historically, people may not want to come out. Right. They need to come out. We we have the numbers. The community has the numbers. We know there's other communities in New Jersey that have different voting days that really come out and get out to vote, whether it be uh, in Lakewood or Passaic. Teaneck people have the opportunity to hear the voices if they come out. Has it happened before? Have there been elections with only council on the ballot where you've seen a nice turnout in Teaneck? Oh, we see. We saw great turnouts in 2006. Oh, 2008, 2008 when Muhammad was elected, 2010, 2012 when I was elected. But then 2014 came, and uh, Councilman Yitz Sturd and Councilman Adam Gusson uh, were running, and Yitz lost by approximately 45 votes. 45 votes is... Right. It's a, a, it's a block in Teaneck that people didn't come out from. I dropped more on the turnout, and, and it would have been different. And, and it's important. I mean, people don't understand what the council does. And I just want to give an example. We were talking about Torah Academy before. When Torah Academy and Maya Note, the summer later, when they're doing their expansions, and they need their work done during the summer, and they need to open up before the school year, they turn to us and say, we've got to get this done. We can't have a building inspector come out the week before and say, fix this and call me in three weeks. Right. So we have the building department bring people down there and watch it. Get it done. Fix a problem on the spot and get these schools open. And that's really important when you have community leadership helps take care of the community issues. Two great facilities, meanwhile, huh? Absolutely. To say the least. Uh, Mohammed, you pointed out that this uh, this entire effort has united three communities. Uh, what do you mean by that? No, I think you know the Muslim community, the Jewish community, and the African-American community, uh, really, Lizette, we all coalesce behind her. Uh, she brought everybody to the table. Uh, she, as I said uh, many times since her passing, she had an ability to make people trust you, like the an intuition. Mayor. Yes, right. she had like an intuition. Like we can all say that we trust somebody, maybe five people or six. She was on everybody's list. So when she brought, you know, when she did that, uh, made uh, LA deputy mayor. Uh, when she brings people to a table and say, "Hey, it's going to be okay," everybody trusted her to do the right thing, and she really brought us together in a way that you can see it, like. You know, people who are doing robocalls for all three of us, for people who are doing, um, you know, get out the vote issues, people who are endorsing us. You know, we just had a, a, a rally uh, on Saturday. Uh, on, on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Mendy couldn't be there be, because of uh, Shabbos. But on, it was people that you would normally, it's like, you know, Hatfields and McCoys that you would never <laughs> see together supporting the same candidate. Marching down Teaneck yeah, Road. Marching down Teaneck Road. Schwartz you know, Schwartz 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 signs and Pruitt signs. Uh, Jewish kids, African-Americans, Muslim kids, all walking down saying, you know, these are our guys. These are the ones who care about our future. Uh, these are the ones who have a history of volunteerism in Teaneck. Um, and that's one of the things, like, you know, like, uh, you know, one of the things during elections, I think everybody will always have uh, opposing points of view and opposing spin. But at the end of the day, you look at, okay, what has this person done and where has this person volunteered? Right. And, and, you know, Mendy, myself, and Dr. Pruitt, we have, you know, 15, 20 years of volunteer experience of people that we've worked with in Teaneck. You may not agree with what we've done or whatever, but we have experience. Where our opponents have zero. 
Understood. Uh, taxes and development seem to always be the two biggest issues when it comes to our communities. How are we standing on both? Uh, the last two years, we've had a zero tax increase on, on the township side. Uh, that's obviously important. Uh, keeping that tax rate at that zero, which is our goal, that increase at, at zero, is where the development comes in. We also want to keep people living in Teaneck. And, we, and they're, they're, unlike other communities, Teaneck does not have uh, newer up apartments for people to age in place, to sell that four or five bedroom home and to live in Teaneck. They'll go to Israel, they'll go to Florida, they'll go to Fort Lee. So last about four or five years ago, we started this push for development that's finally coming to fruition where we're seeing projects in the ground, projects coming to uh, for approval that will create hundreds of new apartments that will enable our people who have raised their families and now looking to their next stage of life to keep presence in Teaneck. And that's what we're hoping for. Not only keep the presence in Teaneck, but bring in millions upon millions of revenue to help stabilize that tax rate, that tax increase at zero for the years to come. All right. And that's all part of the team's uh, pledge. At 100. Absolutely. All right. The team is, just remind our audience in Teaneck one more time, the team is? <laughs> Line two, Hamadudin. Line three, Schwartz, and line seven, Henry Pruitt. Those are the three that you're with. Yes. Well, you know what I mean. That's two others <laughs> that you're with. Anything else you want to add, gentlemen, about tomorrow's big day in Teaneck, New Jersey? I just think that, you know, look, if you're listening, please go out and vote. Even if you don't vote for us, we'd like you to, but make sure you go out and vote. As we, as, as Mar, uh, Mendy said before, you know, Yitzstern lost by 45 votes. Every vote counts. It certainly does, and it's an election year, and I mean that uh, in every way, shape, and form. It's amazing what's going on. Are you watching the national election with great interest? Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's literally a a, a sideshow. I, I cannot believe that these are our choices, um, but it's interesting that it's also like you see it in Teaneck sometimes. It's like people are angry. People want uh, government to work. Now I. I I have a different. I have a different tend of, of looking at it is, is that you know you're not bringing advanced manufacturing back to the United States of America, and the people who are being left behind are the people who are not transitioning from um, manufacturing to the service industry, and that's where government is failing. Is trying to figure out how do you get those people to to move into the the service industry, or you know like jobs that you're never going to outsource. If I had to do it all over again, I'd be become a plumber. You know, right. <laughs> you're never going to outsource that job. So I think that that. Uh, in terms with what people are feeling and consumer confidence is what's driving the anger. It's funny because on both sides they're doing they're trying to convince the manufacturing industry that there that there is potential that there is hope and advanced manufacturing yes widget manufacturing no right. I mean the complications like you know when you say car carrier leaves Ohio and you know it's seven dollars an hour here and thirty three dollars an hour here and you're going to put a tariff on there well that sends ripples through the financial markets that just doesn't work. And that's the thing, you know, like Wall Street gets a bad rap, uh, and, and in certain instances it should. But people need to understand what a consumer macroeconomics is. You need more money into the country, you leverage up from the Fed, it gets spread around, that's where the trade imbalance comes in, and it's very complicated stuff. So, so I think that, you know, like it doesn't help when all our leaders are doing is attacking each other. Mm. That is one of the cases that uh, I think that uh, that really hurts our country. And then look, if they all three want to do something that I believe, and, and people will disagree with me, but I think if you get rid of the Bush era tax cuts, you eliminate defense, de uh, deficit spending on the federal level, which at least takes that issue away, right? I mean, okay, so you're looking at me like I'm... Well, because like, no, no, no. I'm not sure you're right, but... <laughs> I, uh, look, I think that... It, okay, f fair enough, but I, I would... You know, it's, it's, if, if that defense spend... I mean, if deficit spending is a problem... right? 
And you can either take the Niall Ferguson point of view or you can take the Paul Krugman point of view. And as I always say, somewhere between Milton Friedman economics and Noam Chomsky, there has to be a happy medium. And that's where the rest of, that's where the country is, but our leaders don't get there. Because I think that one of the things the most active parts of, of our society are the fringes. Right. And we see this in our election, mm-hmm. right? right? It's literally our opposition is about twenty five, thirty people who know how to uh, get things out in the press and change public opinion. Right. And then next thing you know, you know, like Mayim Bendy are the worst things since uh, <laughs> since the measles. You know. So and if there's anything we're watching now nationally is a movement of almost, I would say, a movement of every candidate to the extreme yeah. in some way, or at least trying to appeal to the extremes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bernie Sanders is pushing Hillary right. far and far over to the left. Right. Where if you really talk to most Democrats, she's center right. On, right. on a lot of or issues. Or should be, right. You know, where, where, where she is. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. All right. I know is that it's it's very entertaining and sometimes sad. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a shame that this has to be the entertainment. Um, but well. I, I don't... I If you would have asked me a year ago if Donald Trump would be the Republican uh, nominee for president, I would say... I, and I said it to I said it to I, I remember I said it to one of our uh, uh, residents Henry Frisch I was just like no this is just like that pizza guy remember when in the summer when he was yeah. I forgot his name you yeah. know he was leading in the polls and then he dropped off and I thought Donald Trump would have him the same way but there's a lot of uh, distrust of government there's a lot of anger in government yeah but if you you and know there's the a lot thi- of desperation among the people you know and, and the thing that I, I always point to is I think one of the most intelligent people that I've ever watched on TV was uh, Robert Gates the former mm, defense secretary sure. And, you know, when he gets on TV, he, he says things that are, you know, government is not a business, and it cannot run like a business. And if you want it to run like a business, you're going to be disappointed. It is an inefficient system. The question comes down to is, how do you take that inefficient system and make it work the best way possible as for people? As efficiently as possible. Yeah, as efficiently as possible. And, you know, and he says it. You know, he, he says it. It's a skill set. It's not, it's not a dictatorial place where you can right. walk in and say, you know what, I'm going to... We, we, how many times when we when we got on council, we thought we were going to come in, oh, we're going to cut the budget. What are we going to do? We're going to reduce the labor force. Hey, guess what? You can't, right? Why? You need the people. You need the services. No, no. You can't. Yeah, as even well. if I, Let's say you need the services and right. you need the people. I still can't. If I want to lay off people by civil service, I have to put together a plan. Right. And then I give it to the state. The state <laughs> either approves it or disapproves it. Now, guess what? Even if they prove it, the union is allowed to come back with an alternative plan. And then it comes to like some hybrid thing that you mix up, and you spend more money on legal. Sounds bureaucratic. Yes. <laughs> Slightly. Well said, Councilman. My thanks to both uh, Councilman Mark Mendy-Schwartz and Councilman Mohammed Hamadudin. They are going to be there tonight at the Doghouse in Teaneck, New Jersey. The Get Out the Vote rally begins at 8 p.m. Tomorrow is Election Day. Wishing luck, of course, to everybody. Nachum, thank you yeah. very much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. More coming up. You're listening to a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning on this Rosh Chodesh morning at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, on the NSN app, it's Rosh Chodesh, day 16, the counting of the Omer, that's 16, two weeks and two days, we forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today, right after J.M. in the A.M., 15 minutes from now, a live edition of the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. With an eye toward Memorial Day, when Israel remembers its fallen, he'll look at the history of Yom HaZikaron and Yom Ha'atzmaut. When and how did they begin to take the form that we're now familiar with? How did Israel mourn and celebrate before that, during the first few years of independence? What is the origin of the chilling moment of silence siren? Tune in for all the surprising answers, plus the weekly Israeli music mix with moving songs of remembrance. Tune in right after JM and the AM on the stream at jmnam.org or via the NSN app. And don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Again, that's facebook.com slash the Israel Show so that you could be uh, up to date on everything that Mayor posts and speaks about during the show. Monday morning with 53 degrees, partly sunny, a high temperature of 73. Don't forget Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day is coming up on Wednesday. We'll have the special here between 6 and 9 a.m. Don't forget that Israel Independence Day, the 68th birthday celebration of the State of Israel, is coming Thursday. Mayor Weingarten and I will preside over that celebration this coming Thursday between 6 and 9 a.m. Big week to commemorate some important dates in Jewish history. Yom HaZikaron Wednesday, Yom HaTzmut Thursday, right here at JM in the a.m.
Radio vor der Tasse ist gar
That's Jakob Schwecki at five minutes before nine o'clock. Lenny Solomon before that from Schlockapello with Eliao. We'll get into uh, our slower slash acapella format tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that one, Micha Gammerman with Gila Reno. You heard Eitan Katz in there with Vali Yerushalayim. Five minutes before the hour, Mayor Weingarten, an amazing Israel show with a lot of great information regarding the upcoming Yom Hazikaron and Yom Atzmud, Wednesday and Thursday. I'll have that for you coming up next. Make sure to keep it at jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN apps. You can hear the entire program between 9 and 10 o'clock Eastern Time. He's got some incredible insight and some wonderful historical facts that I think will uh, amaze everybody. And he'll be with us Thursday for the big Yom Atzimut celebration right here at JM in the AM. Mordechai Shapiro wraps up a Monday at JM in the AM.
our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you with your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. Wraps up a Monday, Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Plenty coming up next with Mayor Weingarten. Listen to jmnam.org and on the NSN app as he goes uh, through the Israel show live between 9 and 10 o'clock Eastern time. An amazing opportunity to listen in pre-Yom uh, Zikaron and Yom HaTzma'ut to Mayor Weingarten and the Israel show. Wednesday and Thursday, those are the two days you want to make sure to be tuned in, but tomorrow as well, why not? Make sure to be listening starting at 9 a.m., starting at 6 a.m., and then, of course, at 9 a.m. to our stream. Have a fabulous Monday, Rosh Chodesh. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.